Hello, everybody, and welcome to the All-American Sports Podcast. New episode coming today, an instant reaction to the Bradley Beal trade and a part that no one is talking about coming up next on the podcast. So as I mentioned today, Bradley Beal has been traded. I'm going to be giving you guys an instant reaction to it. And as I was sitting in my living room today, watching some afternoon baseball, enjoying a little Red Sox-Yankees rivalry, I see a notification come across my phone. Adrian Wojnarowski, the NBA insider for ESPN, who always has this breaking news stuff. I see Bradley Beal has been traded to dot, dot, dot. And it's not a huge shock to me. Bradley Beal has soared around trade rumors this offseason, but he has for the past few years. And, you know, people were seriously doubting if the Wizards would ever move him. They got a new GM, though, this uh, for this offseason. And, you know, after 11, maybe 12, se- I think it's 11 seasons in Washington, Beal's time is done. And it said dot, 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 traded to dot, dot, dot. And I was thinking of teams, and you know, Miami came across my mind, the Boston Celtics crossed my mind. Would have been pretty happy for that. But instead, I click on it. It's the Phoenix Suns, one of the least suspecting teams to land Bradley Beal. They already have their scores. They have Kevin Durant. They have Devin Booker. They had one of the best offenses I had ever seen last year in the playoffs. Devin Booker was incredibly good. And Kevin Durant as a second option was just a luxury. Uh, and now there is a part of this deal that no one is talking about, and it is the collective bargaining agreement looming. Um, it will take effect in the uh, next year or so, and it will severely limit the amount of roster flexibility once you go over the second apron of the luxury tax. So obviously there is, you know, the initial salary cap, and you know once you go over that, you pay the luxury tax, and then there's another. Uh, threshold where if you go past that certain point, it'll really punish you in the new CBA. So basically, the Suns, looking at it from their perspective, have four max contracts in the roster locked up for a good amount of time, too. They have Aiton, who they might move off of, but then the three core pieces that they are not moving anytime soon Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and now Bradley Beal. So the rest of their roster, pretty much, when this new CBA takes effect, has to be like veteran minimum contracts, which is, it'll severely limit their depth, their flexibility, and everything else. But hey, this is a win now. This is an all-in move from the Suns owner, Matt Ishbia, who has uh, shown no fear to making these big deals happen. And I actually do like it for the Suns. Uh, might not be the perfect fit, but you know we'll see how they gel together. And I like it because they're not done yet. This is just the beginning of the offseason. We just got past Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets winning a championship. This is days later, and the Suns have a whole offseason ahead of them. I think they will really retool this roster the way they want to. Uh, but let's get started with the Washington Wizards perspective, because the Suns is otherwise, apart from that CBA, is pretty clear as to what they're doing and um, you know their side of the trade, looking at it from their insight. Now, the Wizards, it's pretty clear initially they wanted to move Bradley Beal. And, you know, people would assume this team has been, you know, stuck in mediocrity for way too long. It seemed like they almost wanted to be in mediocrity. Maybe they're looking towards a full rebuild. But this deal doesn't signal a full rebuild to me. 
And it's weird because we knew the Suns would be looking to move off of Chris Paul. Um, he was really a non-factor in the playoffs. Like, they barely used him as a scoring option. Every here and there, he would, you know, have a nice mid-range jump shot. But, the, you know, even when he was healthy, before he got hurt, Devin Booker was running the offense. He was taking up the ball. Uh, Chris Paul would kind of just sit there in the corner. He didn't really fit with that roster any longer. Like, Devin Booker... Uh, sat under him as his mentor and learned a lot and really grew into his own, uh, you know, a, a superstar and showed out this playoffs. And they didn't really need him. They would have lost the Nuggets uh, in that series with him. But anyways, they were clear they were probably going to move off him. Frank Vogel had all the respect in the world, but um, he just didn't fit any longer. He didn't fit their timeline. Uh, and now I question though, what is he doing with the wizards timeline? Now they could easily move off of him. I could see that they could release him or get rid of his contract or whatever, because you have to match contracts there since Beals is so large. Um, and the wizards also acquire Landry Shamit, but those two pieces do not signal a rebuild for me. They got a handful of picks, and I'm doing an instant reaction now, even though all the trade details aren't smoothed out, just because it will take a few days for uh, all the uh, finalizations to come into peace. Uh, but the Suns really don't have any first-round picks to trade since they gave them all the way in the Durant deal, and it wouldn't make a huge difference anyways, just because you know they're obviously going to be contending for the next few years. The Wizards will be getting back-end second first-round picks. Now, instead, they get back-end second-round picks. Not much. Um, and that's why... And also, handful of pick swaps as well. I don't think that'll impact them a lot, though. I mean, maybe down the road, this could be a huge trade uh, if they get like a 20-30 pick swap or something like that. But I, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm waiting for that to be uh, to be finalized. But... Um, from the Wizards' perspective, they could have gotten a way better package. Uh, they didn't, you know, they had leverage on teams. I know people would argue, like, well, Bradley Beal was clearly being moved off. Like, not really. Bradley Beal has swirled around trade rumors for years. He could have easily gone back to D.C. and they could have spent another year in mediocrity, sure, but they would be pretty satisfied with that as long as they're not, you know, uh, you know in the bottom feeders of the league. They'd be pretty happy. Beal could have easily... I mean, they just signed him to a contract a year ago. He's only one year through a five-year deal. Uh, so they, they definitely had some leverage, you know, with a superstar on their side. And I, I just... I question what their goal is because this team isn't near a championship. And Chris Paul and Landry Shamit are not pieces that are going to get them to a championship based on the rest of this roster. Uh, I really think they should have looked for an infusion of youth. And a handful of second-round picks and Suns pick swaps won't do that. Unless it's a lot of pick swaps very far down the road. Yet to see if that is the deal. But even so, they could have gotten a way better package for this guy. He has been their franchise player for over a decade. Uh, you know, you just... Everyone's like dreaming of him uh, on a championship-level team, championship-level roster... And I think this Suns pairing is is pretty solid. Um, they you know they have a very top heavy offensive uh, focused roster, but from the Wizards' perspective, they could have looked for a lot better packages because now they're not really moving a whole lot towards a rebuild. You get some you know 
very limited or very low end picks in return for your franchise player. Basically, your only super valuable trade piece. Uh, and then you get a 38 year old Chris Paul, I think, or 36 year old Chris Paul, plus Landry Shamit. Well, I actually think, I mean, the, the, I get the Suns moving off him just because the contract and the CBA, but he was a really nice piece that I thought paid dividends for them uh, in the postseason. Really underrated shooter, but he's much better suited on a championship-level team as like a, a 3 and D guy off the bench. And not on a rebuilding or even a you know team chasing the play-in. Like, Shamit is not going to make a huge impact. He's better suited elsewhere. Um and looking at the Wizards where they are now, they got a solid blend of, you know, veterans and young guys. But, you know, you don't have a leader, you don't really have any direction, and you don't really have a lot of assets, and you just gave your main one away. So I I think they could have found a better team. Um, you know, I, I would have liked the trade package with my... I get maybe the idea they wanted to get rid of him going to the Western Conference with him. That's fair. And he can only waive his trade clause for a few teams, sure. But a team like Miami, why not? You get Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson uh, and a handful of more valuable picks. Like, I, I don't know. I just question this move because you're really, you're bolstering the Suns roster and almost guaranteeing them like the back end, very, very back end of the second round in terms of the picks you're getting. Um, I don't know. I mean, this... I pray that the Wizards aren't done yet. More moves will still be made. They could be uh, offloading, you know, maybe Kyle Kuzma to sign and trade. And who knows, maybe they get rid of Chris Porzingis and actually take in some more valuable draft picks and young assets because there is a solid group of young guys on this roster. Um, and they have a high pick this year. But I don't know. I think this is kind of a missed opportunity. Uh, for the Wizards, and they didn't really knock it out of the park uh, at all. I, you know, if you know, this is Tommy Shepard's really um, defining move. It's not a great start. It's a rocky start there in Washington, and um, Wizards fans are not going to be happy because you lose your most valuable piece that would have, you know, you can make an argument that this team, uh, you could have filled it out around Bradley Beal, got rid of, you know, dumped your young talent, really made a win move win now move but they didn't and instead they don't really search for a rebuild either i really question what the wizards are doing but i don't think they're done yet same thing for the suns uh very clear win now move but i don't think they're done yet i think deandre ayton probably leaves phoenix uh just seems unhappy there and uh you know he would be better suited elsewhere i'm surprised that ayton wasn't moved to the Wizards in this deal. He would have been a solid fit um, and, um, you know, a developmental, pretty young piece, former number one overall pick. Uh, you get him to a place like Washington where he has really nothing to lose and can shine down low, pair him with Porzingis. That would be a solid front court. Um, but now I think you're opening up another avenue for the Suns to trade Aiton and maybe get some bench guys back or even some picks. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the trade details might change my opinion um, when they are released on this deal. But for now, um, I don't know. Looking at it from the Suns' perspective, they have a solid starting five now. As of right now, it would probably be campaign, uh, 
Booker, Beal, Durant, and DeAndre Ayton, which is a solid five. I think they move off of Ayton. You probably fill it out with Jock Landale down low or another center that comes in. Um, but I think if, if you're the Suns, I mean, one issue for them is really going to be depth. Uh, and they had, they had a good amount, an underrated amount of depth, I think, this year. Even in the playoffs, they didn't really utilize. Like, I watched their game against the Clippers in person. Um, and they didn't use Damian Lee at all. They didn't use TJ Warren at all. And they didn't use Terrence Ross at all. Those guys didn't come into play towards the very back end of that series. And very little in the Nuggets series. Like, they could have utilized their depth way better. Um, I don't know. Maybe Nick Nurse will change that and they really find a good crop of uh, bench pieces who are willing to take the pay cut uh, in search of a ring. Like, I like Torrey Craig. I think that was a very, very valuable piece for them who actually started a good amount of games. Josh Okoge off the bench is pretty solid. Jock Landale was the only guy who could kind of contain Nikola Jokic throughout the whole playoffs. Um, He showed a lot of promise. So I'm looking forward to the Suns and what they're going to do. I think they probably will get a uh, a solid centerpiece um, in exchange for DeAndre Ayton or, you know, just in free agency on a small contract. But they are looking good. The Suns are looking good. Uh, they do lack a little bit of defense, but um, I think this move really, you know, makes them almost, you know, uh, NBA Finals favorites for next year. And in that case, you know, free agents are going to come in willing to take pay cuts. So I don't know. I, I think the Suns look at promising. Um, and I don't know why I said uh, Nick Nurse because he's going to Philly. Uh, I just realized that. Um but whoever they bring in is the new head coach uh, or new coaches alongside Frank Vogel. Um, hopefully will really bolster this roster into championship contention. But it's looking pretty good right now. Uh, obviously, I think Beal would have shined somewhere else a little bit better just because you already have such a luxury of Kevin Durant being your second option. Now, maybe even your third option. Uh, and Devin Booker leading the way, really growing into his own. You take a little bit of the pressure off him, go with Beal. And really the only questions I have uh, with this team are on the defensive side of the ball. But now you, you open up an avenue where your guard combo can be um, Booker and Beal. And then obviously you have Durant at probably the three or the four. Whoever you bring in or you stick with Aiton as your five. Um, and then you stick like a defender, uh, at your three or four spot. A guy like Jared Vanderbilt, just a versatile defender. You obviously still have some defensive questions, but I don't think Beal, Booker, and Durant are going to be on the floor at the same time. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think as this trade moves along, as I soak it in a little bit more, um, obviously I'll have some new thoughts pop in. My opinions will change, but if I had to trade, grade the trade right now, I would give the Suns an A minus, just because I think I think they probably could have found someone better than Beal, but obviously you're getting Bradley Beal for a relatively cheap package, a guy like Chris Paul they're already going to move off of Landry Shamit, who they probably couldn't retain despite how valuable he was uh, for them last year, and you get a bunch of second round picks you don't need, some pick swaps that could hurt them down the road, but hopefully uh, a championship is your, you know, kind of pro and con there with giving those 
picks away. Uh, for the Wizards, uh, I'm I'm giving them. I'm giving them a, a C minus on this one as of right now. Maybe a D. You know what? I'll go with a D plus. This trade really hurt them um, because I, I think it was the right move to get rid of Bradley Beal, but not the right move uh, to get any of the pieces they got back in return. They didn't even get any valuable first round picks in re- in exchange for Bradley Beal. If I told you that just alone, you would think, oh, complete fail. And paired with the fact that they now have to deal with Chris Paul's contract. Not a valuable piece for them at all. Not someone who's going to make a huge impact. Despite how good he is, I just mean in the bigger picture of things, he's not going to make a huge impact because this team isn't moving towards title contention. This team isn't really in search. Like, if this is another Oklahoma City Thunder year where they're surprisingly good and Chris Paul's at the helm of things, but it's a bunch of young guys, like, all right. I mean, what does that do? The Thunder were in a good position because then they got rid of uh, guys like Chris Paul, and then they got a bunch of picks in. The Wizards are kind of stuck somewhere in the middle uh, in kind of no man's land, and Landry Shamit, like, whatever. I mean, you could have picked up a guy like that in free agency. I don't know. I'll give a D-plus to the Wizards, A-minus to the Suns, um, but obviously new CBA plays a huge factor, and uh, I will soak this trade in in the coming days. Feel free to debate me, though, Wizards and Suns fans. I'm always, uh, those are the first people I really look towards, like the Suns and Wizards fan pages on a deal like this um, after, you know, things like this happen. So uh, let me know your thoughts um, and reach out to me. So let me know uh, what you guys think. But for now, uh, that is my instant reaction on the Bradley Beal trade. And I'll see you next time. Peace.